0: Uh, I'm going to talk to you, uh, I thought today I would talk about a couple of things I learned from my mom, just some, some life lessons I learned from my mother, who's now been gone several years. Uh, life doesn't come naturally for human beings. It's, uh, it's not easy, being a human. Uh, we only come into this earth with about four things, the suckling reflex, the falling reflex comes naturally. You know, if you let go of a a baby, they'll throw out their arms. Uh, You don't don't let go, babies. (laughs) Detested. The iris of the eye closes naturally in bright light. We don't have to learn how to cry when we're hungry. We already know that, and most of us are still pretty good at it. Uh, But that's about it. Uh, Humans as a species, have to be cared for. They cannot fend for themselves for a very long time. They have to be nurtured. They have to be mothered. Uh, Those four skills won't get you very far in life if you don't have somebody to take care of you. Humans have to learn just about everything. You think about all that we have to learn. I mean, it's incredible. Array of things that we have to learn. We have to learn the most basic skill like the skill of walking Which you know, we have to get to the point where actually can't so that you got to get to that point You have to get through where you can crawl and then you can stand up and then walking is actually organized falling It's really you're you're so you're letting your body fall forward and then you catch it with with your foot and then you let it fall forward and you catch that's and so there. that's a very you know they have very great difficulty teaching uh robotics how to do this (laughs) the calculations the the calculations that are involved in balance in and not falling are incredible and a little you know 10 11 12 12 month one year old they're learning they're doing those naturally making those calculations of when to. Walking, it just becomes natural. It just becomes the natural motion of walking. It's just incredible They have to learn how, they have to, learn how to talk and so they start out with a lot of gibberish uh, They have to learn how to eat Because I mean they don't, even, they don't know how to eat You know, I mean given them must four or five month old kids They just rub it on that side of their body and feel like that's good It's like they're gonna absorb it by osmosis uh, You have to be taught hygiene clothing courtesy, gratitude, respect, you know, ultimately faith in Christ. The most important thing you'll ever learn is faith in Christ. Proverbs 1, 7. Here's our text for the day. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and don't forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, there are a, a graceful wreath on your head like a a victor's wreath you know they wore the the victor in an olympic contest they wore a a wreath a victor's wreath and ornaments about your neck so the family of god the family is god's school for instructing children how to live in the world they got a lot to learn the family is the place where the next generation is born and where the next generation learns how to live so each generation has to learn how to live So each parent generation has to teach the next generation how to live. And so the family is God's plan for this huge undertaking, teaching the next generation how to live in the world and then how to be ready for the next. So he starts with the fear of the Lord's being of knowledge. The fear of the Lord's being of knowledge. The most important thing you need to learn is about how important it is to have a relationship with God. The fear of the Lord is being of knowledge. Ephesians 6, 1 says this, Children, obey your parents of the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, which is interesting. This is the promise. You may not have ever caught this. This is the promise. Obey your father and mother, and here's the promise, so that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth, which is to say, if you don't obey your parents, they may take you out. You know, it's... As Bill Cosby, before you, you know, when he used to be funny before he was a pervert, uh, uh, Bill Cosby said, You know, I brought you into this world, I can take you out. Uh, so, I guess he wasn't that funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the things I learned from my parents is the fear of the Lord. They love Jesus. Both of my parents loved Jesus and, and had a growing and vital relationship with Jesus Christ. We went to church. As a family, as a family, we went to church. We went went to church Sunday morning. Uh, We went first to Sunday school, and then we went to Sunday morning church. Uh, Then we went to Sunday night. There There was always Sunday night stuff. We had Sunday night youth or Sunday night choir practice or Sunday night other stuff, and then we had a Sunday night service after that. And then the most fun thing, we got to go out and eat after that, usually. That was, you know, that was Sunday night for some reason. That always worked out. And then we had Wednesday nights. And we always went on Wednesday nights. And there was a revival, and I grew up in, you know, in, a, in a Pentecostal church, so there was lots of revivals. There revivals at least twice a year. And at least when I was young, there were always at least two weeks. So they were every night except Saturday night for two weeks and we went every night We never missed a night and if you visited the Hewitt's house on the weekend on Sunday morning If you didn't go to church, you were at home by yourself Because my parents got up and we did what we always did and if the relatives didn't want to go to church We didn't make them But we went to church and if we came to Fort Worth and visited my grandparents, and it was on a Sunday morning, we went to church. <laughs> and, and they loved it. And here's the thing. It was never a drudgery to them. It, it was never like, oh, we got to go to church. Get the kids ready. We got to go to church. We don't show up. It was always a joy. They loved it. They did it because they wanted to do it. I'm sure they were tired. My mom worked outside the home. Not every mom worked outside the home, you know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. It's a growing number. I can't get used to it. (laughs) I mean, does it, nobody else, you think, it surprises me I'm this old. I didn't think this was going to happen. You know, it just sneaks up on you. That but my mom worked outside the home. And so but you know, which makes it very difficult to get supper ready and all of those things that have to be done and and uh, but but she did them uh, and they loved it. John Jesus said in John chapter 15, These things I've spoken to you. He's talking about he's he's telling them about you know what's to come, so that my joy may be in you. My joy, Jesus says, my joy would be in you, and that your joy might be made full. Your joy may be made full. If following Jesus Christ doesn't give you joy, then you're doing it wrong. It's joy. You'll never pass on your faith if you yourself don't find joy and peace. And fullness in the life of Christ if you don't enjoy being a Christian you think that's something that your family say Oh, I want that. I want that misery uh, I want that set of rules I want that legalism no they won't want that but if they see the joy of the lord that you you have something to hold on to in crisis and in difficulty and pain and they see the life of christ working in you it's it's incredible it's the most valuable thing you will ever pass on to your children what could be more valuable to pass on to your children than securing their place in eternity it's the most important thing that happens It's your most important job as a christian parent to endeavor to pass on your faith verse 8 says and don't forsake your mother's teaching my mom was an amazing woman uh she was full of energy (laughs) i mean my mom was fun to watch in the kitchen she would she would be doing three things at once she had shut the cabinet door with her foot she would you know she was very energetic uh she learned to snow ski at 63 years old. Uh, here, here's a picture of my mom. It's not a great picture. Uh, I had, there were other people in this picture. This is on a float at my lake house in Granbury in 19... No, I can't remember the year, but it's, my mom's 85. So she looks, still looks pretty good in a bathing suit for 85, doesn't she? That was really important to my mom and there were other women. There's a float, a big float, and my wife is there, and my sister's there. You can't really see her. My, and I, but I was threatened that if anybody else was in this picture that my wife just reminded me, I still cook your food, and I can poison you. So, uh, so that's my mom at 85 years old, and I cropped everybody else out to prevent poisoning. Uh, so my mom was energetic. She was... She was she was uh she would do anything uh so here's some things i learned from my mom my mom taught me the importance of courtesy and gratitude and respect these are lessons we have to learn we have to learn these lessons and pass them on to our children it's important that we each generation try to pass them on to our kids so i had to say yes ma'am and no ma'am and please and thank you and yes sir and no sir uh i i didn't know any of my dad's friends first names they were all Mister Johnson, Mister Wilson, Mister. That's all I thought everybody's first name was Mister. <laughs> if they weren't in the church, if it was in the church, it was Brother or Sister. There, there was no Hey Bill, Hey Fred. Uh, Which you know, I I I don't know how you feel about that, but there was a there was a there was a level of respect that my parents expected me to show to adults, even adults that I didn't know, people I'd never met. If I if I walked up to someone and my father introduced me to someone, he wanted me to show respect to that person, then how I shook their hand and how I looked them in the eye, and so being respectful was very important. And I, I'm sorry to say that I think our generation, the baby boomers, were the first to really screw that up, because we start, you know, we started rebelling against authority, uh, you know, in the '70s, and and now we've, you know, we're reaping what we've sown, and so there's, you know, there is no courtesy or respect. Well, I'll respect them if they respect me. Well, that, I tell you, that's not the best way for it to work. Let me just throw this out there. You all know this. I want to tell you this. But if, when the policeman pulls you over, if you respect him, it's going to go better. Now, there have been, been times I got stopped when I, I didn't feel like I deserved it. But then I also have to think, about, have I ever been speeding and not gotten caught? Anybody here? Do they owe you one or two, right? So if, like, so if you have to go back and, you know, so that you can work it out in your mind. I mean, one day I got, I got pulled over by a highway patrol. I was going down to see Landon and I, you know, I don't know if the rural roads change all the time. So you can go, sometimes you can go 75 on a rural road, just a two lane highway. And then sometimes you can only go 60 and it just depends on. It doesn't depend on the road. It depends on the density of population of the county that the road is in at the time. So you can be going through, you know, a county and it's very sparse and it's 75 miles an hour, and with the county line to the next county, it drops down to 65. And so that had happened to me. I was going along and I was spe- I was going five miles over the speed limit, and the highway patrol pulled me over. And he said, and so you know, he he said, you know, why I pulled you over? I said, not really. You know, I, he said, well, you were going set. You won five miles over. You won 75 and it was a 70. I said, oh, I didn't. I didn't see the sign change. I didn't see when it changed. He said, well, it changed right back there. You missed it. I said, I said I'm sorry. He said, where are you headed? Where are you headed? Now that's just a common question. You know, and it was really hard for me. What I want to say, it's none of your business. <laughs> I live in America. <laughs> we don't have Gestapo, but you know what I said? I'm going to see my son. You know what? It went well with me. So sometimes you don't say everything you want to say. Some of y'all need to learn that lesson. Sometimes I need to learn that lesson, okay. So she taught me how to talk to people I'd never met, she taught me how to look people in the eye. Someone stuck out their hand to shake their hands, to be courteous, to be kind. That I I want to tell you this, this is important. A lot of people don't realize this with their kids. They don't teach their kids this, but this is important. You're gonna meet strangers your whole life. You're you're gonna have to deal with people. You don't know your whole life You're gonna walk into job interviews and you don't know anybody you're gonna walk into to all kinds of situations You don't know anybody in the room So you got to walk into that room and interact with people you don't know and you need to be able to do that You need to learn how to do that and it's hard to do it It's difficult to do it and you need to work at being able to do it and we need to try to teach our children how to do that It doesn't come naturally so my mom taught me that my mom taught me the importance of being clean You know It's important. I feel like it's fairly important dressing well You know I got my sense of fat my parents my parents loved clothes My parents grew up during the depression my, my dad grew up in a house with a dirt floor and they didn't have anything until he went to, to war and came back. They had, then he married my mom and they built a pretty good life together. And they, and they, but they grew up poor. Both of them grew up very, very poor. And they learned how to make do in that time of being poor. But my parents liked nice clothes. And so we always had nice clothes. We may not have had everything else. But that was, it was just a value, it was important. So, so when, my, when my dad died, he had like, 25 pairs of really expensive shoes, but you know, he, he said that was an important value to him. And he had, he had earned them. He had earned them. Uh, so, so what's the deal about that? Here's the thing. First Samuel 16, seven. So, so God has told Samuel to go to the house of Jesse because he's going to anoint a new King and Samuel doesn't know who it's going to be. The Lord's going to tell him. And when, when, the oldest son of jesse comes into the room he's tall and samuel says to himself surely the lord's anointed is before him so he sees this handsome Eliab is his name this handsome guy before him and he says surely the lord's anointed is before him and the lord says to samuel do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature because i've rejected him For god sees not as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart so how do you impress the lord with humility with your heart how do you impress people with how it's how you look is important and i can guarantee you we've got employers in this room and if you walk in to get a job how you look is important you know whether that shirt was ironed and whether you actually you know you know i you know some of you need help that's why you you know that's why we got married because we needed help you know you know a a a single guy will go to a pile of clothes and pull this out and smell of it and think yeah i can maybe wear it one more time you know (laughs) right If the dog didn't lay on it, there's, a, there's another chance, but you'll be judged by others by how you look on the outside, whether you like it or not. So you, am you don't, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It needs to be clean and you need to be clean. That's just what my mom taught me. I think it's a valuable lesson. Not, 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 necessarily anybody here that needs it, but just in case. Okay. Uh, my mom instilled in me the courage to try things I'd never tried before and to do things I didn't know how to do. Now, I don't know if you know this, but life is full of things that you don't know how to do until you do them, and opportunities to do new things. And God is going to lead you to places to, to places where you don't know how to do what it is you need to do until you do it. He's going to take you to places that are beyond your comfort zone and beyond your skill set and beyond your strength. I don't know how people will say to me, hey, have, you want to help us with the youth? I don't know anything about working with the youth. Well, you know how to learn about working with youth? Come help us work with youth. I, it's like, I don't know how to do that. You know what? And you'll never know how to do it, but you could know how to do it in just a short amount of time if you get off your lazy butt and start doing it. Right. Did I say that? Wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> he's, gone, he's gone to cranky. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's getting hungry. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, God's going to lead you places, (coughs) excuse me, to do things you don't know how to do yet. So that you'll have to grow and trust Him more. God's always teaching you to trust Him more. I've been serving the Lord for a long time, and the Lord's still teaching me to trust Him more. You think about this. So, the Lord says to Joshua, Joshua's at the edge of the promised land. He's about to lead this bunch of knuckleheads over into the promised land. It's been nothing but trouble for the last 40 years. Moses is dead. Joshua's left, and God says, tag, you're it. And so Joshua, God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. For you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give it. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. You think God's trying to tell him something? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So, my mom instilled in me this kind of mentality, try it. If somebody else, here's my mom, would say, if somebody else can do it, we can do it. So, my mom would try, she could sew anything, she, she could do, do all kinds of things, she just was incredibly talented, she could do all kinds of things, and only because she was willing to try it and fail. Because a lot of times, when you, to be a success, you have to fail at stuff. Did you, did you know that? You, and you're not going to be a success the first time you try it. So if you quit after you fail, then you'll mess up because you have to learn that it's, it takes several tries. So my mom taught me that. So it gave me, it gave me courage. So as I grew up, I had courage to do things outside of my skill set. So uh, I built my first home as a general contractor on my first home when I was 22 years old. Now, I, I was very fortunate. I, I had two hundred dollars in the bank because it was a good week. It was a good week. I had two hundred dollars in the bank, and uh, but the banker let me borrow the, get an interim loan to build a house, and it helped because back then you could do things based on a relationship with the banker. I knew the banker, and the banker owned the lot that I was buying, so I bought a lot from him, and then he helped me get the interim loan to build a house. So that worked out. So that. But I'd never done that. But I had friends. I had my, my brother had, had built. My, my brother-in-law was a plumber. There was people that I c- could rely on and, and friends there in Austin, Texas. Wish I still had that house. It would probably be in my retirement now. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I had that house three months and sold it, and went to pastor my first church in Spring Hill, Louisiana, when I was 23 years old. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know I didn't know what I was doing. Which is always a kind of a blissful place to be. It was a but I had a great time. We had a great time. The church, it wasn't a big church, it was a church about a hundred people. I had about twelve to fifteen ladies that were over eighty. And they 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 all just made me their child. They adopted me. It's like I was their I was their son that had lost was gone off. And they they just doted on Tina and I. They just it was wonderful. We had a wonderful, wonderful time. They would have a dinner on the grounds. Now, you've, most of you have never really experienced this. This was a real dinner on the grounds where people would bring so much food, it was an embarrassment. There would be fried chicken and roast and, and squirrel mulligan, I, you know, because it's Louisiana. We had to have squirrel mulligan, and it was pretty good. You know what you have to do is you have to have covered up with a lot of other chicken, a lot of other things. But you know, it's you know gumbo. I mean, all it was wonderful, and every imaginable dessert: blackberry cobblers from flat, fresh blackberries picked out of the picked out of the swamp, but, and, and uh, sugar roll, which was like just bread dough and sugar, and it was like heaven. And each one of those ladies, you'd say, Pastor, did you try my coconut cake? And, I'd, and they'd just set a piece in front of you. you know, did you have a piece of my coconut cake? And that's so, you know, I, it was out of love. I had to, I had to eat it. <laughs> and uh, I gained about 30 pounds pastoring that church. But it was so much fun. Uh, it's always fun putting it on, right? It's the taking off part that's not fun. I built the, the our first church building here for Life Community Church on Beltline Road uh, when I was twenty-seven. And I'm not saying that to say, oh look at me, look how great I am. I'm just saying I didn't. In each of those instances, I didn't know what I was doing. I was learning as I went. And if you if you only wait to do what you know how to do, you're going to be stopped at the door. You're going to be stopped. You know, you got to have some courage. To fulfill what God calls you to do, you got to take some steps into the unknown and say, is this what God wants me to do? Well, if God wants me to do it, I'm doing it. You have to step out in faith and courage, and that's what God says to Joshua. Joshua, don't be afraid. Be strong and courageous. I'm going to be with you. You're not on your own. And so my mom taught me that. It was was, uh, important. My mom taught me, don't quit just because it's hard. My mom taught me the power of perseverance. The power of perseverance, Galatians 6, 9. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we'll reap if we don't grow weary. Most things in life are more difficult than they appear on the surface. I mean, life itself is not easy. Life is hard, right? Life is a challenge. Nobody owes you anything. It's like society doesn't owe you it's it's up to you so life is hard marriage is hard right anybody ever have any difficulty just just me okay uh. raising kids like you know i mean just different ages you know we, why do we call it terrible twos it's not because they're terrible it's the first time that they can actually say no before that you can you know you can say oh, aren't they cute look they look at that you can kind of imprint on them what you want them their response but once they get to where they can communicate and they start saying hey you want some of the no so you know raising then they become teenagers i mean raising teenagers is hard i mean you don't know what you, i mean you think you don't know what you're doing that's the funny thing about being a parent is your kids think you know what you're doing. They don't realize that you're trying to figure it out as you go along. What, what's the, because every child is different. And so if you try to treat every child, you know, you, know, you say, we're going to treat them exactly the same. You can't. What, would, what wouldn't even phase one will crush the other one. You might have to beat the tart out of one. To get the same response that a look will give the other one. You can just kind of look at one side of his. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll oh, never do it again. I'm sorry. And, you, and you, Logan was like wrestling a bear anytime he had to be disciplined. I mean, he fought you. He's like, okay, I'm going to give him a spat. Come over here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a spanking, you know. So I was a cruel dad like that. And so we'd bring over, and we had, a, we had a spoon called a fanny frapper. And I was going to frap his little fanny. And... Uh, and, and he, he, would, he would fight. I'd, I'd eventually have to put his legs between, between my legs and bend him over. And by the time you're done, you're like, how, how do I not beat this kid to a pulp? I am so mad at him right now. I was just going to frap his fanny. I want to wail on him. And guess what? Lincoln is exactly the same. It's like, whoa, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> a <clears throat> But you don't know. It's, you know, it seems harder than it is, right? Raising kids, getting old. Getting old perhaps quicker and it's harder than I thought it was going to be. I didn't, it, 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 it came around pretty quick, right? Living out your faith in a fallen world, in a world that's getting, getting exceedingly contrary to the beliefs of, of, of Christianity. You don't just quit because it's hard. <laughs> if you do, you'll just be quitting all the time. Life is hard. Life is a challenge. My mom had knee surgery in 2007 when she was 83. Uh, it got infected with MRSA, which is methicillin resistant staphylococcus something. Anyway, it's a bad infection that's hard to treat. It's resistant to drugs. So she had this knee implant at 83 and it got infected. I mean, hmm. and so they had to go in, take the implant out and then put a rod in and some Spacers that were antibiotic treated spacers and then kind of sew it back up and then for three months She was on an antibiotic drip Okay, then she got well again, she went back in and had that knee replaced again and Recovered from that and then went and had the other one done So she was tough Old bird. <laughs> you don't quit because it's hard. So, my, my mom taught me that. I mean, she was still teaching me stuff at 83 years old. You know, and we've, I've joked about this several times. My mom had a stroke when she was 87. And she was, in, she was in the floor doing setups because we were going on a cruise and she wanted to look good in her bathing suit. 87. Doing setups, stomach crunches on the floor. So my mom told me, You don't quit. Even when it was hard and was difficult. Number five, my mom taught me not to compare myself to others, but she taught me not by doing it, but because she did do it. She struggled with it. My mom struggled with insecurities and with, with comparing herself to other people. And especially her brother. Uh, My mom didn't feel smart. My mom uh, had a twin brother. My mom was a twin who was a genius, really was, and an electrical engineer. Uh, He designed some of the small nuclear power plants that were used and still used in submarines. He worked at Los Alamos after the war. As they were growing up, he got moved up and bumped up in grades. They're twins, and he got bumped up in grades. So as he moved up grades because he was so smart, graduated early, went on to tech, and then went on to work for the government. As he, as my mom would follow along, she would have teachers that would say, "Josephine, how come you're not smart, smart like Barney? How come you struggle with this? Uh, you know, Barney never struggled with this." This wasn't hard for Barney. How come it's hard for you? So so my mom always felt like a dummy. If you compare yourself to a genius, you're always going to feel like a dummy. It just depends on what you compare yourself to. And that's the problem with comparison. So you can always find somebody that's in a better situation than you are in the moment. And So you can compare yourself. Oh, look at that person's husband. They seem to be great. Oh, look at that person's kids. Look at that person's job. Look at that person's life situation. And we don't, you just, you just see, you know, you know, especially if it's like, you know, if it's Facebook life, then you've seen what they wanted you to see. You didn't see the other crap. So she struggled with that. So I, l- I love this verse in John chapter 21 where jesus is talking to peter and, and uh, he's talking to him about how he's failed he says truly truly i say to you when you were younger you used to gird yourself and walk wherever you wished but when you grow old you will stretch out your hands and somebody else will gird you and bring you where you do not wish to go now this he said signifying by what kind of death he would glorify god so he's telling peter you're gonna you're gonna die for your faith and when he had spoken this he said to him follow me Peter, uncomfortable, that he's just been told how he's going to die, <laughs> turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. Now, this is interesting. This is the book of John. And this is John talking about himself. <laughs> so John's describing himself as the one, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Are you the disciple whom Jesus loved? So you got to understand that. So John understands this. John says, I'm the disciple who Jesus loved following them. The one who had all leaned back on his bosom at the supper and said, Lord, who's the one who betrays you? So Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? That's none of your beeswax. Mind your own business, right? You follow me. So, my mom struggled with this insecurity her whole life. But here's, the, here's what I learned from her. Because we all have insecurities. Right? My mom struggled with insecurities. She never let that stop her. As a matter of fact, it was a challenge to her. She felt like she had something to prove. So instead of it being, oh, you know, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, I'm stupid, I'll always be stupid... And she would even say, I'm stupid. Oh, I'm stupid. We'd say, Mom, quit saying that. You're not. But you know, we, kinda, we, we, have, our, we have our thing. What's God called you to do? Be you. You can't be somebody else. You got to be who you are. There's always people that have done better and are doing better and are more successful and their life seems easier and their kids are all, you know, they got the bumper sticker. My kid makes straight A's. They didn't have a bumper sticker. Some of my kids are barely struggling, you know. They don't say that. You don't brag. We don't, we don't put a bumper sticker when we're struggling. We put a bumper sticker when it's great, right? So everybody's got stuff. Everybody's got struggles. You be you. Be who God made you to be. Be 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 complete in Christ. Get your security in who that He loves you. Not because somebody else gives you approval. If you've got to get your approval from other people, it will never be enough. It'll be a drop in the bottom of a tin bucket. Think. Dink, dink, dink. And you can carry your bucket around and say, do you love me? Do you really like me? What do you think about me? Am I great? Am I wonderful? Do you love me? Dink, dink, dink. You can just dink that bucket all day long. But you know what happens? If you get your fullness in Christ, he fills your bucket to overflowing. Then everything that everybody gives you is just overflow. You're not looking, oh, I'm needy and I need you to love me. Oh, I'm needy. I'm needy. Our needs are met in Christ. And my mom, although she had real insecurities, she found her security in Christ. My mom taught me what real love is like. You know what mamas are like? I'll tell you what mamas are like. Mamas love you even when you do stupid things right? I mean, you can murder somebody. Your mom's still going to love you. He probably had a good reason. (laughs) You know, but here's, here's even better news. Sometimes you can create such shenanigans that even your family will give up on you. They're like, oh, we've tried to help them. My goodness. They, every time they come over, they steal stuff from us. We've we got to lock the doors. We can't let them come over. They're going to go through the medicine cabinets. We can't trust them. I, I don't know what we're going to do. We're, what are we going to do? And, and your family even rejects you or your family gives up on you. I want to tell you that when your family gives up on you, God never does. Amen. The psalmist said, if my mother and father give up on me, the Lord will take me up. That's good news. So it's when you get to the bottom, the Lord doesn't say, ooh, man, you've really messed up. You know what he says? Come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He loves us in a powerful way, like your mom loves you, but even better than that. Because if your mom failed, Jesus doesn't. So that you can receive the fullness of God's love that he can extend it to us losers and lost But washed and redeemed by the blood of the lamb Amen Amen. All right. I'm gonna stop Because I'm seven minutes past time Everybody said amen. Let's stand up <laughs> I might get started again if you dally If you tarry around thank you, Lord Jesus. We're thankful, Lord, for all of the mothers in this room that, have, that are working so hard to raise a family and their children and, and are being faithful to your word and what you've called them to do. And Lord, I pray that you would bless them today. You would bless them in such a way that in the future their children will rise up and call them blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.